Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to introduce a new sponsor to the podcast. Hillsdale College has been a longtime sponsor of the broadcast. And for the new year, they've graciously agreed to exclusively sponsor the first hour or segment of the podcast. I believe deeply in the principles and mission of Hillsdale College, which I share with you during the upcoming segment. My thanks and appreciation to Hillsdale College for their long partnership with the show. And now, the podcast. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I think the greatest threat we have in this country right now isn't China, isn't North Korea, isn't Russia, isn't Iran, although they are grave threats. But the most immediate threat that we face in this country right now is the modern Democrat Party. And I hope Media Matters is listening and spreads that everywhere. Because it's very important to understand. We can deal with Red China. We can deal with Russia. We can deal with Iran. We can deal with North Korea. The problem is when you have a cancer from within. And that's what the Democrat Party has become. That's quite a different story. So many of the great men in our history made the point. That if this country is to be destroyed, it's going to be destroyed from within. Well, they want to destroy our health care system even more than they have. They want to destroy our energy system even now that we are energy independent, something we've sought to be for 75 years. For 75 years. They want to destroy whatever unity we have in this country, pushing reparations and their race baiting. They want to destroy the courts, and they've gone a long way toward destroying the courts, quite frankly. They want to destroy our immigration system with sanctuary cities and all the rest, and they've essentially done that. The Democrat Party is a wrecking ball. It is a wrecking ball led by mental midgets and political munchkins. Nancy Pelosi now is taking out the whip taking out the whip on members in her party who dare to go bipartisan. She is a very dangerous woman. She doesn't live by the rules she seeks to compel the rest of us to live by. She won't release 10 years of her tax returns even though she demands that the president do the same. She has a wall around almost all of her properties. She leads a party that trashes the rich. Yet she and her husband are worth around $50 million. We don't know for sure because we don't have their tax returns. They want to destroy private property rights with a wealth tax. What is it that they don't want to destroy? What is it that they don't want to destroy? The greatest threat the immediate threat that we face in this country is from the Democrat Party. Now that the Constitution has been so bastardized, now that so many of the protections that the framers built into our system have been destroyed, 
radical extreme factions, which they feared greatly, can drag this country into hell. Who do you think's rooting for the Democrat Party in this country? Other than, of course, the media, because they're one and the same. Our enemies. China loves the American Democrat Party. Xi. Putin <laughs> loves the American Democrat Party. The Islamo-Nazis in Tehran, same. The Imbret in North Korea, same. Our enemies love, <laughs> excuse me, our enemies love the modern Democrat Party. Who else? The Palestinian terrorists. Hezbollah. The Iranians love the modern Democrat Party. And the Syrians for sure, because they have a deep affection for Nancy Pelosi, who went over there a few decades back and slobbered all over the current killer's father, who was a genocidal maniac in his own terms. Now, is America really so bad that we need a party like this? The Democrat Party likes to point to certain events in our history and take credit for them, the Civil Rights Movement. The Democrat Party really had nothing to do with the Civil Rights Movement. African Americans led the Civil Rights Movement, and they led the Civil Rights Movement from their churches. From their churches. That's where the Civil Rights Movement, the modern Civil Rights Movement, was born. Not in some federal bureaucracy. Not in some senator's office or president's office or congressman's office. People of faith, deep faith, Christians. They're the ones who led the civil rights movement. And they had to convince the federal government. And they had to convince state governments to protect them and to protect their liberties. Liberties that they were already supposed to have after the Civil War and the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. The Democrat Party has not been a party for good in this country when its history and its record is looked at as a whole. From slavery to segregation to Jim Crow to what it's doing today. I want you to think about this, folks. If the Democrat Party controlled Congress by a supermajority in the Senate, a veto-proof majority in the Senate, a filibuster-proof majority in the Senate, and had the presidency, and had the House, and had a vast majority of the state governorships and state assemblies and state senates, what do you think this country would look like? If we were to actually take the agenda of the modern Democrat Party, You'd have no more private health care. You'd all have to rely on the government for your health care. They'd call it free. It would be a disaster. They would control education at every level. What do you think free college is all about? Well, it might be free, but it won't be free intellectually. There won't be academic freedom. There won't be free speech. You see what's happening now. Imagine their control over the economy, the Green New Deal, which is a backdoor socialist movement to destroy capitalism and to empower bureaucrats and politicians over every aspect of your life, 
home, automobile, business, workplace. And imagine if the Democrats could actually tax your wealth. Sure, they'll talk about millionaires and billionaires now, but it won't end there. Why would it end there? Because that's not going to be enough money. So they'll turn people against people based on these, these tax brackets they stick you in. Because that's the only way they can function. They want a VAT tax, a national sales tax. They want a massive increase in the income tax. They want a massive increase in the welfare state and redistribution of wealth. They want the government to subsidize child care, family leave, they call it. It's a right. They're all rights. They're all rights. You have a right to anything you want. Imagine. In the few areas where the government is actually supposed to have a central primary role, like national security, they reject. They would weaken us internally. Destroying our economic system, we'd have open borders. We'd have a one-party country, as they do in these one-party states. They get in, they change the rules to ensure that they have control. And here we have a president of the United States who's duly elected. Duly elected. And from day one, they've sought to remove him from office. I look at these Democrats, these committee chairmen, I think to myself, what a bunch of totalitarians. They wake up every day with evil intentions, with diabolical motives. Every day. They have a man in this Michael Cohen who's going to be a prisoner soon. He's confessed to one felony after another. And these aren't just felonies. These felonies go to the heart of whether the man is telling the truth or not. He repeatedly signed false tax returns. He repeatedly signed false loan documents. He lied about the campaign issues in order to try and entrap his former boss or client, the President of the United States. He's now spent the last year or so under the control of a Sengali, Lanny Davis. Who the hell calls their son Lanny? But anyway, Lanny Davis, who's taken this sap, this rat, and has manipulated him every step of the way. Every step of the way. All kinds of things going on in the shadows and in the background you and I are unaware of, that's for sure. And now if any Democrat dares to work with a Republican, Nancy Pelosi has put out the word that they will be punished. This is all intended to destroy Donald Trump and destroy his presidency. This is all intended to empower the Democrats. Because they lost an election fair and square. Now we have Eric Holder out there. It's time to end the Electoral College. It's undemocratic. The Electoral College is crucial. It's about republicanism, not mob rule, you fool. Once again, they turn on the Constitution while claiming to defend it. It is they who seek to destroy the Constitution, not this president. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that the new congressional leadership is on a course to impede our liberty, your liberty and mine and the future liberty of your children and your grandchildren. Many of our representatives simply don't understand or care about the critical imperative to preserve our liberty. And it would seem that some of these so-called progressives actually seek to kill it. And these progressives are quite unlikely to understand or learn these things, which is why we have to. We need to overcome them. Our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. Now, to help us understand this critical issue for a limited time, my friends at Hillsdale College have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. I encourage you to check out this course, but not just you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors. Spread the word of liberty like Hillsdale College is. Hillsdale is on an important mission to restore liberty in our great country. And for a limited time, you can take their excellent and enlightening online courses for free. I urge you to sign up right now for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't work anymore. Learn more about liberty. Spread the word. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Touching on it yesterday, but let's hit it hard now. More and more of these athletes are getting these massive contracts. Sportingnews.com, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and the biggest contracts in sports history. Dave Price in 2016, ace pitcher, $217 million. I don't know how many years that was over. Joey Voting. Signed a contract extension with the Reds in 2014, worth $225 million over 10 years. James Harden, who I happen to like a lot, plays for the Houston Rockets. Uh, he signed a contract extension a couple of years ago, worth $228 million over six years. That's pretty good. Pujols, Albert, great, great, great player. Pujols is what I meant. Uh, 28 million in 2019, 29 million in 2020, 30 million in 2021. Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera, with the Tigers, he signed an extension in 2016, worth 247 million dollars over eight years. We all know about Alex Rodriguez. Let's go to Machado. He just signed his contract, 10 years, 300 million dollar deal. Who else? Stanton, contract extension with the Martins for 13 years, $325 million. Bryce Harper just signed with the Phillies, 13 years, $330 million. That's over $25 million a year. Alvarez is a boxer, a great boxer. He got a $365 million contract, $73 million annually. Mark, I thought you were a capitalist. I am. I don't really care. But why doesn't Bernie Sanders care? Or Kamala Harris? Or Elizabeth Warren? Or Cookie Book or Corker Corky Booker? Why doesn't Nancy Pelosi care? Why don't the media care? The sports media too. Why aren't they attacking these people? If they were running corporations in this country 
and employing 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 people here and nation, uh, nationwide and internationally, they would be attacked. Why do executives make this kind of money? When the guys and gals on the assembly line don't, when the people working their desks don't, how is it that they can make 300, over $300 million over a period of years? When all these other people don't. The wage gap. And so I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, there is an answer, you know. I ask you, why is there no criticism of professional athletics? including from liberal sportscasters, who would be the first to jump on some corporate president or chairman or CEO that signed any contract like this. Why is it that sports is immune? Why is it more specifically that these players are immune from criticism, from attacks by politicians, from attacks by democratic socialists, Do you want to know why? I'm going to tell you why, but first I want to know why some of you think they're immune. They're immune. It's a lot of money to play sports. Now, what if these men were taxed at 90% on the first dollar after $10 million? You think they'd, do you think they'd be happy? No, it would absolutely destroy their contracts. Or what if an annual wealth tax was applied to them? You think they'd be happy? No, of course not. Or what if we took their extravagant health care away from them and said, no, 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 single-payer Medicare for all? What do you think the union in this league or that league would be saying right now if the owners in these various leagues said, hey, you know what? We agree with Kaepernick. We want to be social justice warriors. Therefore, in the, uh, in the mode of uh, Ka- uh, Kaepernick and social justice on the left, uh, 90% of what you make, your first dollar after $10 million, we're going to give to charity. And we're going to have an annual wealth tax. And, uh, by the way, bye-bye to your health care. You think they're that deep into the social activism movement? No, of course not. Or the social justice movement? No, of course not. They're happy to take knees but now try and take their money from them. And yet, that's what the Democrat Party wants to do to almost all of us. One way or another. Certainly wealthy private citizens. That's okay. But professional sports, you don't hear a damn thing. Guys running up and down basketball courts, guys running up and down uh, football uh, fields, guys chasing a ball and hitting a ball. Hey, look. I'm not downplaying it. I couldn't do anything that these guys do, and I enjoy all these sports. It's not my point. My point is, how is it that they're immune from the same kind of criticism other people in society who are successful and wealthy have to deal with? More when we come back. The new congressional leadership is in town, but there's nothing new about what they're pushing. Big government, centralized government, iron-fisted government, higher taxes, more regulations, open borders. They're on a mission to obstruct our freedom and undermine our sovereignty. Yours, mine, all of ours. And too many representatives don't 
care. This is the nature of progressivism. It's an ideological poison. And the best way to fight it is with knowledge, information about liberty, about the Declaration, about the Constitution, and how Congress is supposed to work. It's up to we, the people, to understand what our government is and is not supposed to do. And that includes Congress. And thankfully, my good friends at Hillsdale College have brought back the powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress, and it's absolutely free. Please take advantage of this remarkable offer to equip yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors, with the knowledge that all of us should have about our Congress and our government generally. Hillsdale College is on a critical mission to restore liberty in our great country. And you can take their excellent online courses for free for a limited time. So sign up right now for this important course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore so we can do something about it. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. show with a warning label, The Liberals, The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. We'll get to the Netanyahu matter later in the program. Of course, the major opposition party is calling for him to step down. It's all planned. You indict sitting prime minister six weeks before the election. It's disgusting. But I want to stick on this topic. We'll get to that later. We have men in baseball and basketball, football a lot less, boxing, who are making hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And the left says nothing. Kamala Harris says nothing. Cory Booker says nothing. Bernie Sanders, nothing. Pelosi, nothing. That's saying, you know what? We got to get our hands on this. We got to control this. We got to do this. They got to pay this. They got to do that. They take their health care. Not a word. Why is that, ladies and gentlemen? Why is it that these athletes are immune from criticism? But anybody else in the private sector, anybody else in the private sector is not. Even their owners are not. My uh, call screen is frozen, Mr. Producer. Do we have any callers with any useful points on this? The great WMAL Robert in the blue state of Maryland, go right ahead. How you doing? Okay. We see athletes. We know their story. Even though we can't do what they do, somehow we kind of like identify them and say, hey, but for that busted knee, I might have been there. We don't see a class of people in corporate world, CEOs and what have you, so we don't have that connection, that affinity to them. So I think that's why the athlete's going to get the pass. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's, that's not a bad point, actually. Uh, I hadn't thought of that. I have my own ideas, by the way, but I hadn't thought of that. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate your call. On the Mark Levin app, it's a good way to go. Steve in Michigan, Go. Hey, Mark. Um, big honor to be on your show. Um, I think um, I got the answer. Um, I think that the, the liberals see the athletes as one of them, as the elites. They see them as the entertainment, and they give the entertainment industry and the athletes, the elites, a pass. So to you, it's much like Hollywood. The movie stars, some get 5 $10, 20000000 a picture. 
or the guys and gals on TV, the actors and actresses may get a million, two million, three million an episode. And you're saying they don't touch these people because that's really part of their constituent group. Right. In fact, they're, they're, they're some of their best spokesmen, you know, that when they want to turn on the on uh, and have somebody back them up and not go to the White House and protest the White House because it's not their president. Hey, they don't mind these people getting big salaries and, and being part of the elite crowd. Well, that- well, I'll tell you what, Steve. We're going to give you a one-year subscription to Levin TV and Blaze TV, so don't hang up because you, I think, are right. That's where I was coming from, and it's this. The reason they don't touch these athletes is the reason they don't touch Hollywood, is the reason they don't touch trial lawyers, is the reason they don't touch big labor. They will never, ever, the Democrats, go after their sources of revenue and their sources of votes. They will never go after liberals, and they will never go after Democrats. It's one thing to go after businessmen, even though I know many of you are saying many of them are left-wing, but they don't necessarily think of it that way. They're capitalists. Athletes are left alone. Actors and actresses are left alone. Trial lawyers are left alone, and yet they have an enormous amount of money, don't they? An enormous amount of money. They have no interest in regulating trial lawyers. No interest in limiting what actors and actresses can earn. Not that they can, but no interest in it. No interest in hearings about these various leagues and so forth and how much money... How much money the players get? They're worried about the room you have on an airplane and whether they get peanuts or not and how much you charge. Okay, I got that. You're all disgusted with it. They know that. These are hacks. They jump right in. No private entity is safe from the left. None. Whether it's their thugs and their phony organizations or their thugs who get elected to Congress and they use the power of the purse and threats to make various businesses bend to their demands. But athletes are not touched. Why? Well, how many stories have you heard? This team won the Super Bowl, but they don't want to see the president. This team won that, this team won that, but they don't want to see the president. They don't want to be with the president. The vast majority of actors and actresses in this country are leftists, Democrats. They go to Democrat fundraisers. They're never going to touch them. Never. The trial lawyers, they make an enormous amount of money by stealing money from others. That's right, I said it. These slip and fall lawyers, they scourge. They're never going to touch them. They'll regulate everything, Congress, through legislation, through tax policy, spending policy. Slip language in bills. But they'll never touch them. If you want to be extremely wealthy, and yet, be celebrated not just by fans and not just by viewers and so forth, but by the culture, you go into these different fields. You go into these different fields. There's also one other area of our society that's untouched. 
And what's that? In fact, it's subsidized very heavily by the federal government. What is it? Colleges and universities. How many investigations have Congress undertaken to try and figure out why tuition is so high? Why professors can teach one or two courses a semester and make $350,000? Why they can get tenure after one or two years, which is not particularly good for the students if you're looking for merit. Or college campuses are endlessly building dorms, tennis courts, swimming pools, new cafeterias, and all the rest. Why is it that this enormous entity, the college industrial complex, I'll call it, spending all this money, state money, federal money, tuition money, never gets examined. Their hiring practices, how do they choose who's on their faculty? They never get examined. Why is that? Why is that? Because it's the indoctrination mill for the left and the Democrat Party. That's why. You think if your colleges and universities out there were turning out conservatives and Republicans that they wouldn't be investigated by Democrats? Why do you think? Free college for all, says Bernie Sanders. Why? Because the more kids you can push into these schools in an assembly line and bring them out and can be indoctrinated like good little Marxists, the better. Because some percentage of them will. And so we want to expand college even though only about a third of the young people at any time are going to college, we want to make it affordable so all of them can go to college, so they can have a swell education. That's ridiculous. Education in what? How many English teachers do you need? No. The Democrats don't do anything for purely earnest reasons, or purely, you know, good purposes. Their agenda is always about power. And so I say this, and some of you may disagree with me. If every aspect of our society is up for grabs, well then athlete salaries should be up for grabs. Hollywood should be up for grabs. Trial lawyers should be up for grabs. Because if they're going to help support through fame or money the agenda that will destroy the rest of society... Well, then they need to join the party. I'll be right back. I want to thank our sponsor, Hillsdale College, for all they do to try and maintain the greatness of America. You know, most colleges have enough trouble maintaining the greatness on their own campuses, and they have declined. And they have fallen into cultural rot, not Hillsdale College. It's a special place. And now they reach out to all citizens of the country to spread the word of liberty, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, capitalism, all the great things that make America what she is today. And now that Congress is under new leadership, it already seems to be on a mission to thwart our liberty, doesn't it? Yours and mine. But too many representatives don't know how to preserve liberty, and too many of them don't care. We call them progressives, but I'm not interested in the progressives. I'm interested in you, we the people. It's up to we the people to retain what we have earned and to retain what we have received from our founding fathers. 
And our founding fathers counted on we the people to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. That's why for a limited time, my good friends at Hillsdale have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back, absolutely free, to equip all of us to know what we should expect of our Congress. Hillsdale is on a mission to restore liberty like the rest of us. And you can take their excellent online course for free for a limited time. Sign up today for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore. Learn about liberty, the Declaration, the Constitution. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. I think this will get Stephen A. Smith in trouble. You know, Stephen A. Smith and I are good buddies. <laughs> that won't get you in trouble, will it? No, no. Well, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing very well. So we're talking about these salaries, yeah. and I and I'm saying, hey, look, why is it? And by the way, I don't care. But why is it that these salaries are not the subject of disdain by the same people who find them the subject of disdain if somebody else is earning them? Well, I have no idea. I can't answer that. What I can tell you is that yeah. the salaries themselves, it, it, it's hard to argue with them when you consider certain contracts. Like, for example, if you look at Bryce Harper, it's $330 million. One would wonder uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, they were considered to be an organization that had deep pockets that weren't going to trigger too much of a luxury tax. You've got 162 games, 81 home games. Uh, and the level of revenue that's being generated, that combined with local television deals, combined with the national television package with the networks, et cetera. You know, if you are a player and you are a revenue generator, then obviously uh, that has a lot to do with the exorbitant amount of dollars some of these guys create. Bryce Harper, I was kind of shocked. I knew he would get $300 million because the Nationals offered him 10 years and $300 million in September. He turned it down. Um the Dodgers. Now wait a minute. Why did he turn it down? He didn't want to stay in that. He didn't want to stay in the nation's gap. Really? He didn't want to stay with the Nationals. They they put an offer on the table for him for ten years, three hundred million. Back in September, he flat out told him no. So everybody knew that he was going to be gone from there. I thought that he probably didn't want to take it because he wanted to end up with the Yankees or the Dodgers. He's from out west, went to school in Vegas, you know, did homeschooling, was from Vegas and what have you. And people surmise that because he's kind of box office and what have you, just got that kind of cachet with him that he would end up with one of the marquee franchises. The New York Yankees, they've got their loaded with Giancarlo Stan, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and they just signed Aaron Hicks to a $70 million extension. They didn't really, really need him. But everybody thought he was going to go to the Dodgers the Dodgers reportedly put four years, $190 million. Mm-mm-mm. Four years, $190 million. He turned that down, evidently, to go to Philadelphia, even though it's $330 million, it's for 10 years. And so it's right up the road from the Washington Nationals within the same division, the NL East. So it's kind of surprising. With the but Stephen A., let me let me tell you this before we run out of time. You covered yeah. Philly sports for a long time. I'm from Philadelphia. I used to sit yep. way there in Vet Stadium on the two dollars seats, yep. watching doubleheaders, watching the great Mike Schmidt, who pretty much yep. either would hit a home run or strike out. And I'm going to tell you something. They booed the hell out of him. And I'm going to tell you, this Bryce Harper. Does he know what he's potentially in for? 
You know what? I don't think he does. And I'm going to tell you why, Mark. He hesitated and waited to take this offer. Now, it might have been to get himself the extra $30 million that Manny Machado didn't get because Manny Machado just signed for 10 years, $300 million mm-hmm. with the San Diego Padres, and he wanted something above that. But in the eyes of Philadelphians, the hesitancy sort of means you weren't that anxious to come. You could take or leave Philadelphia. That is, Philadelphia is not the kind of city that you can do that to. They're fine with him if he's smacking home runs, being a guy that's hustling and all of this other stuff. But if he struggles at time the way he did in the first part of last year when he batted just 214 before the All-Star break, City of Brotherly Love is going to show him how rough it really is because it ain't the nation's capital. I can promise you that. No, that's true. Now, let me ask you this. I am hooked on your show, first take. You know, I can only watch the first 30 or 40 minutes because I do have to work. But I, I, watch, I watch this show. Mm-hmm. It is a great show. I don't have to agree with everything, but I do have a question to ask you. Yes, sir. How do you know every damn player, every damn thing, every sport? I mean, we'll go, okay, now football. Okay, boxing. Okay, the, I mean, I know it's your profession, but it must right. take a lot of time to figure this stuff out. Well, you live it. You know, you live it much like you do with your show. You know, like I said, you and I don't agree all the time, right. but I love you. I think you got a fantastic show, um, and, and you stand by the things that you say, and you do your homework, plain and simple. That's what I try to do. It's not like I'm flawless. I've made mistakes, but for the most part, doing what I do every single day for, you know, over 20 years in, in this business, I, I pretty much know my stuff because I've lived it, and I've lived it for a long time. What makes it interesting in this day and age is that stuff is ever evolving because now the world of sports and politics have intertwined. Mm-hmm. And so what you have are what you have are situations where you find yourself debating individuals and they may have their own objective, their own agenda in terms of what they want to spew. What makes me different than them is I don't have a particular agenda. I go by the facts, I look at what I see, what the facts tell me, and more importantly I try to see everything from both sides. So when I speak, people know two things. I'm trying to be informed as I possibly can be, and I'm always trying to be fair. And if I do that, I think it will resonate with folks. And according to all the ratings metrics and what have you, I seem to be somebody that resonates with the public out there, and I hope it continues. Yeah, because you're not knee-jerk. I can tell you think these things, unlike you-know-who, but that's a whole other story. Let me, let me ask you this real fast. I have a minute. But, but you're a journalist at heart. That's what you've always been, a journalist, right? Yes, that's right. 25 years and counting. New York Daily News, Philadelphia Inquirer, CNNSI, Fox Sports, ESPN. Yeah, because you can tell, because you bring a different approach to this thing. You're not, like, dug in. You can be convinced to another position. Not just that. I think the biggest thing is, you know, I always pride myself of saying I'm brilliant because I know I'm not. I listen to those who are, and I learn from them every single day. And if you're fair, guess what? If I'm wrong publicly, I'm not going to hide publicly and acknowledge that I'm wrong privately. I'm going to come out publicly the same platform that I may have been wrong about something. I'm going to come back out and say I was wrong. I think that builds a trust with your audience, and I think your audience needs to know it. It's, it's, it's incredibly important. Because I got to go. Stephen A., you should have a talk show. You should follow me. I'd be a good lead-in, you know. Take care of yourself, my friend. God bless. We'll be right back.
is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. You look at what's going on in this country with our president, the effort to criminalize politics on the left, to take out our president, academia, Hollywood, same crowd, the media, of course the Democrat Party, and then they enlist law enforcement. And unfortunately, at the higher echelons of the FBI and the Department of Justice, There were not enough patriots and courageous men and women to resist. The same exact thing is taking place in the country of Israel. Same exact thing. The left has figured this out. The left has figured this out. You need to use these totalitarian tactics so elections only have consequences if you allow them to have consequences. So it's not good enough to institutionalize their agenda in the various departments and agencies of government or in the uh, various courtrooms around the country. They do the same again in Israel. Now what you need to do now is use the criminal justice system to turn justice on its head. You need to use the laws, the laws, to destroy the laws. And the Democrats are good at this, because for them the ends do justify the means. Power at all costs, party first. And the same takes place in the country of Israel. The left is not really any different from one country to the next. And there are a lot of <coughs> excuse me, similarities between the left in the United States and Israel. In fact, I know of a, of a young man... He belongs to an organization. Now, he's Jewish. He pretends to love Israel. He's an American. And he and that group he works for would do anything to destroy the prime minister. Anything. And the prime minister was, in fact, indicted today. As I told you, he would be. And the media had been stating it in Israel for 24 hours. So they leaked that, too. And the way the American media is reporting it is really disgraceful, but everything the American media does, with few exceptions, is disgraceful. Talk about bribery. Well, why don't they talk about the fact that we're talking about cigars and champagne? Uh, they're talking about breach of trust with the public. Why don't, why don't they explain what they're talking about, which is a matter of the prime minister talking to various publishers about getting more positive press. Then they say, well, he was going to do a favor for them and change a law. Well, even though 40 members of the Knesset voted to do exactly that and got favorable press from that newspaper, the prime minister did not support the law and instead called for another election. This is some time ago. This prime minister has done nothing to warrant this kind of treatment, just as Donald Trump has done nothing to warrant the kind of treatment he's receiving. But the left and the international left, just like the international Marxists, they got their game plan down. Soros has his game plan down. 
They all do. Benjamin Netanyahu has been the target, has been the object of the American left for a very, very long time. Barack Milhouse Benito Obama tried to interfere with the last election, as you know, we've talked about it many times, to take out Netanyahu. It's amazing that Obama wasn't indicted in Israel, isn't it? Because he was no better than Vladimir Putin when it came to the Israeli elections. You don't hear that in the American media because the American media suck. That's why. The only modern president to interfere in an election has been Obama, and he interfered in two of them, the Israeli and the American election, at least his surrogates did at the FBI and the Department of Justice and in our various intelligence agencies. So Obama interfered with two elections. Trump interfered with none. So the left in our country, working with the left in Israel, has been trying to take Netanyahu out. And they think they have him this time. Isn't it obvious? They indicted him six weeks before the election. Six weeks before the election. These investigations have been going on what seems like forever. But there's specifically time to hurt him the most shortly before their election. But the man is a fighter, much like Trump. The extent to which the left hates Netanyahu is like the extent to which the left hates our president in the United States. It runs that deep. And the media, here's the difference. In Israel, there is no Fox News, there is no conservative talk radio. The media basically is, a, is an ideological monolith, much like our so-called mainstream media that's anything but mainstream it's an intellectual monopoly, an intellectual monolith. But in Israel, there's nowhere else to go. So the prime minister, a tremendous friend of this country, and we are to him, is in deep trouble now in terms of his election. I just hope the conservatives in Israel, whether they're members of Likud or some of the other smaller parties, as well as the more conservative religious parties... I just hope they use this as an opportunity to get out the vote. To energize them. Or they're going to lose this election. And in losing this election, they could lose their country. I'm not kidding about that. Just as the Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians and the North Koreans are rooting for the Democrats in this party, they're rooting for the liberal parties in Israel too. Because they know these are weak parties. These are appeasement parties. So Netanyahu today spoke to his nation from his uh, prime minister quarters in uh, Jerusalem. Here in part is what he said. Now it's through a translator, so it may be a little broken up, but we'll do our best. Cut one, go. You have special broadcasts. You have parties in the broadcast rooms. I have to tell you, I don't remember when the left was so happy as now. Now, what he's saying is like in our country. Basically, our reporters, so-called, and our editors, so-called, and our producers, so-called, in these newsrooms are Democrats. The vast majority are Democrats and liberals. That's what he's saying. You have parties, his opponent, opposition parties, in the newsrooms. Go ahead. Not only that they're creating out of whole cloth, uh, not whole cloth, they're creating whole suits out of whole cloth. 
all these parties, when, when, when they did it to Yaakov Nimenan, the, the Minister of Justice, when they did this to a great hero of Israel, Rafael Etan, the, the previous chief of staff, when they did to another one, another hero of Israel, Kahalani, they choked them. They had parties. There were detailed claims. There were supposedly, allegedly proofs. It proved nothing in their case. Because you know how it ended. You know how it ended. It ended where it ended in a lot of cases. It ended with zero, nothing. And why did it come to nothing? Because there was nothing. So he's obviously talking about others who have been charged and in the end found innocent. And I want you to remember the underlying facts in this case. In one case, we're talking about cigars and champagne from friends. In other, the other two cases, essentially, you're talking about the prime minister talking to these publishers and asking for better coverage, which is not a crime. It's perfectly legitimate. And they claim he wanted something in exchange in one case that is the publisher of a fairly liberal uh, media outlet. And uh, the Knesset, 40 members of the Knesset voted that way, and the prime minister opposed it. And at the American media, the clowns, the fools who you hear on radio at the top of the hour, or the idiots you hear on TV, and so, all they'll tell you is the president of Israel, the prime minister rather of Israel, was indicted on bribery, that's one of the briberies that they're talking about, one of the bribery charges. Does that sound like bribery to you? And a breach of public faith? Well, that's kind of ambiguous. So the left in our country and the left in Israel now use the criminal justice system to destroy their opponents. And in this case, attempting to destroy great men Men of history. Let's continue briefly. Cut two. Go ahead. In this witch hunt against me, they didn't avoid any means. They are literally or figuratively causing this to spill the blood of my family. My son, shaming my son. They brought my family. For three years they've done this. Through seven, seven levels of hell. Seven circles of hell. It, it started by causing, try to claim that I and my wife have six, six cases of bribery. And now, even before the hearing, even before I spoke, even before I presented all the documents that disprove everything, already now five out of the six cases are already destroyed, fallen apart. Be better if they had a, a translator who spoke better English. I mean that quite seriously. So the prime minister now is not only fighting a political war, he's fighting a personal war. Because for the left in America and the left in Israel, it's not enough to have a fair fight over politics. You have to destroy your opponent. In Israel, they're trying to actually imprison the prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. And in the United States, they're actually trying to imprison the president of the United States, Donald Trump. 
I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, given that there are so many in Congress who advance socialist policies, it's no wonder the president reminds Americans how it is freedom that improves lives. Now, these so-called progressives might control the House of Representatives, but it's still up to us to control them. Our founding fathers counted on we, the people, to hold our government in check. And in order to do that, you must know the legal role of Congress. There's a free, easy way to learn the basics. Through most of March, Hillsdale College offering their free online course on the powers of the Constitution and the powers that they give to Congress and what it doesn't give to Congress. Hillsdale's on a mission to restore liberty in our great country. So we need to do our part by registering now to take their excellent course on the Congress for free. And then watch it any time you or we want to. Take it with your book club, your small group, your kids, your church. You'll learn more in each session, all under an hour, than you ever did in school. That's a fact. And you'll be equipped to hold your congressman accountable. Sign up today. For this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L E V I N for Hillsdale.com. Levinforhillsdale.com. What a great school. All right. My reading from this article will probably be a little bit more clear than the interpreter. This is from the Jerusalem Post. Netanyahu gave a very political speech from the Prime Minister's residence in Jerusalem. This is how they write it. Focusing on the timing of the charges and arguing that they are meant to bring down the right, repeatedly using the phrase witch hunt. Well, if the shoe fits, or if the broom fits. The Prime Minister opened by talking about his recent meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin and comments U.S. President Trump made overnight Wednesday, calling him tough and smart. Now, he argued that he and the Likud have made Israel stronger than ever before. He said these connections are not to be taken for granted. The left knows they cannot compete with these achievements in the voting booth. So they put massive pressure on the attorney general to indict, even though there's nothing, in order to influence the elections and put the left in charge. Sound familiar? Netanyahu expressed confidence that most voters won't be influenced by the announcement, but said that even if it influences a few not to vote for him, it will bring the left to power. That's how close this election is. I've never seen the left so happy, he said. They're sewing suits to wear because they expect to become ministers. As for the timing, 40 days before the April 9 election, Netanyahu said, every citizen knows this is outrageous and meant to bring down the right. I'm not being given the chance to disprove the accusations until after the election, and I will disprove them all, he said. And it goes on. All right. It's, it's amazing to me, ladies and gentlemen, when you read a little bit of history, or a lot of history, and you see how republics fall, and how societies disappear. This is how it happens, from within. In our great country, I never thought I'd say this, we're falling behind the red Chinese in terms of technological advancements. This is exactly why on Levin TV on my Fox show, and on this radio show, I'm using every avenue I have to speak to as many people as I can 
about what's taking place. The fifth column in this country is so weakening us, polarizing us, that we cannot respond to this, to this building threat, to this cloud. And it is a very serious problem. We are falling behind the red Chinese in technology. They've stolen our technology, and they're perfecting it. We so shrank our military during the Obama-McConnell years that we now have to dig out of a hole. And even though we've increased defense spending, we haven't increased it quite enough, that's for sure. The Chinese have overtaken us in terms of military space technology. Obama froze it and said we're not going to do that. We have some very, very substantial problems now. Nancy Pelosi was cheering the fact that the President of the United States left the summit with the inbred from North Carolina, calling him a loser and a failure in so many words. He's not a loser and a failure. He's trying to protect the United States. Unlike you, you jerk. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. I want to read to you shortly what Nancy Pelosi told her fellow Democrats. And we'll see how much media attention it actually gets. And I don't mean celebratory media attention. Oh, go get her, girl. Go get her. I mean, all this talk that used to be out there about bipartisanship and tone and everything. Isn't it funny you don't hear that anymore? You hear that anymore, Mr. Producer? I don't hear that anymore. Maybe you know someone who is battling diabetes or maybe Parkinson's disease. Maybe that someone is you. Here in America, we're very lucky to have access to new treatments for diseases like diabetes nearly two years before other countries. And we also lead the world in medical innovation. The future also holds incredible promise for fighting diseases like Parkinson's, MS, and others. But a proposed HHS pricing scheme for Medicare Part B threatens American innovation and would jeopardize our access to promising new medicines on the horizon. Improving health care means defending innovation, immediate access and choice, not adopting farm price controls, 
The right solution is market-based reform that fosters competition and makes other countries pay their fair share. Their price controls would risk every future treatment. Keep American medical innovation great. Tell our president to reject the Medicare Part B pricing scheme. Visit protectmypartb.org, protectmypartb.org, if you want to protect the market system, access, and you oppose rationing and shortages paid for by Americans for tax reform. Wonderful group. Nancy Pelosi, this is on Politico. House Democrats are divided over how to respond to Republican procedural attacks. House Democrats held an emotional debate behind closed doors. Do they have any other kind of debate? Certainly not one based on intelligence. An emotional debate behind closed doors today over how to stop losing embarrassing procedural battles with Republicans. A clash that exposed the divide between moderates and progressives. I didn't even know that was going on, did you? Speaker Nancy Pelosi took a hard line at the caucus meeting, saying that being a member of Congress sometimes requires taking tough votes. Yeah, you know, when you're the uh, Congress it, remember you can't say man or woman, you can't even say person, you might offend something else. When you're the Congress it from San Francisco, you got to take tough votes, right? This is not a day at the beach, this is the Congress of the United States, Pelosi said, according to two sources. And by the way, when she said it, was she stammering? Did she lose her place? Was she coherent? Pelosi also said vulnerable Democrats who had the courage to vote against the Republican motions to recommit would become a high priority for the party leadership and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. Now, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. If this were the Israeli Knesset, And Nancy Pelosi said, in exchange for your vote, I will make sure you get plenty of campaign money. Would that be bribery, Mr. Producer? I would think so. How about in the United States? Would that be bribery? And Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AAC, the superstar New York freshman lawmaker. Now, why is she a superstar? Relatively stupid. Her ideas are absolutely stupid, but she's all over the media. That's why she's a superstar. Suggested she would alert progressive activists when Democrats are voting with the GOP on these motions. I will alert them. We'll get in your face. We Trotskyites, we we mean what we say, and I don't even know what a Trotskyite is, she's thinking. So, nut job, AOC is threatening modern Democrats who don't vote for her insanity. And Nancy Pelosi's right behind her. They're taking tough votes, don't you know? In the end, Pelosi and other top Democrats didn't agree to any rules change and will continue to study the issue. The motion to recommit offers the House minority one last shot at changing legislation before it receives a final floor vote. Typically, the motion is used to try to squeeze the majority party but it barely, rarely succeeds. And Democratic leaders have vowed to do a better job preparing for the Republican motions, but the controversy has divided Pelosi and her longtime lieutenants. House Majority Leader Stempy Hoyer of Maryland, a Majority Whip Jim Clyburn of South Carolina. Pelosi argues that 
Democrats must stick together on procedural votes, which is the traditional view of party leaders on both sides of the aisle. Hoyer and Clyburn, however, have suggested that moderate members can vote with Republicans if they think it will improve their political standing. So essentially, Pelosi is thrown in with the anti-Semite left within the Democrat Party, and she's insisting that these Democrats who barely won, you know, they had to win after the election, a week after the election. Well, we, we finished counting votes. Wait, wait a minute. The election's been over for a week. Hey, look, we finished counting votes. We had this kind of vote and a, that vote and a delay vote and a this vote, and we got all kinds of laws here And because, you know, we don't want any suppression. And uh, it turns out we won. Wow, how'd you do that? Because we oppose suppression. Oh. Those so-called winners won by the skin of their teeth. And Nancy Pelosi is saying, I want you to become kamikaze congressmen and women. Excuse me, Congress its. Kamikazes, that's what she wants. Because, you know, Nancy, she really has the tough vote out of there from San Francisco. So that's where we are. Nancy Pelosi is the uh, General Isimo Franco Pelosi of the uh, of the House of Representatives. That's kind of a, the kind of speaker she is. Come on, come on, come on. I'm yelling at my computer. You might say, well, why don't you get a new one? It is a new one. Jack, Deckerville, Michigan, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? I'm fine. All right. Hey, uh, Mark, I, I guess I'm on. What, what, I'd, like to, what I'd like to share is, uh, first of all, you did a, we're, we're grateful out here for your dedication and voice, and, and please, please uh, keep it up. Thank you. Uh, next is, uh, earlier you mentioned the issue of our colleges uh, as mills. Uh, I'm, I'm a child of the 60s. I'm, I'm 65 years old. I just graduated from uh, college here this wow. past May for a degree. I'm a, I'm a combat veteran of Iraq and Vietnam. God bless you, buddy. Uh, the, the values and norms that you and I grew up with, Mark, are totally being spun around to all these kids that are entering our educational system. And I think the picture we have in our House of Res, uh, Rep representatives now what we see there the voice that we hear come out of there can be directly related to the indoctrination that these kids are getting in all right so let me slow down you're in these classrooms and you can see that these professors are leftists who are indoctrinating these students that's what you're telling us absolutely there's there's Mm -hmm. no question in my mind and and it's uh it's not only it's not only their effort to to inform, it's their effort to demand that their views are, and I'm going to, I'm going to quote this: embraced and nurtured, as opposed to recognized and tolerated. So uh, you're absolutely right in, in that regard, and I think it all these these pains. So, so let me slow you down. So why should we, as taxpayers, continue to subsidize these? institutions without taking a closer look at them why should we as taxpayers pay for all the student loans out there without really looking at what these students got out of these schools and why aren't these universities and colleges held to account both in terms of their income in terms of their spending and in terms of what's going on in the classroom why do we pretend that 
but there's nothing we can do about it. Where is the member of Congress, the senator or Republican, who's willing to take this on? Can you name one, sir? Not one. No. Not one. No. Not one damn one. Billions, billions, tens of billions in government subsidies, direct and indirect. Tens of billions out of, of the pockets of parents and grandparents and students alike. Tens of billions of dollars in student loans. And we don't even look what we're getting. We don't, we don't even look at what we're getting at. Ideologically based education, not pro-American, but anti-American. And these, these massive empires that these college presidents and their boards build to themselves. We don't even look at it. You know, they want a commission, sir. They want a commission to look at reparations. Have you heard about this one? No. Yeah, they want a commission to look at reparations. Nancy Pelosi. How about they have a commission to look at the universities, the substance, what they teach, how they teach it, how they hand out tenure, how somebody gets on the faculty. Uh, why don't they look at that, how they spend their money, whether they're a profligate, which they are, uh, how, they, uh, how they use uh, taxpayer money at the state, local, and federal levels. Why don't they look at that? We could use a commission for that, but they won't, will they? I doubt it. I All doubt right, it. Jack, I want to thank you for your call and your service, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark in. Why is it everything Trump does or tries to do is under attack? Everything. Everything. It's incredible. Everything. And some of the things he wants to do, like this ridiculous family paid leave and infrastructure and so forth, are things the liberals have always wanted. And they still attack him. All right. Five things business owners can count on from our wonderful friends at LegalZoom. Number one, reliability. Over two million people have used LegalZoom to start their businesses. LLCs, S-Corps, nonprofits, NBAs, and more. You, you can use LegalZoom to get started the right way. Number two, experience. They've been helping all types of business owners for over 17 years, and you can count on LegalZoom to help with all the details. Number three, helpful support. They have the right people standing by, ready for your questions, all based in the U.S. And they don't have a chip on their shoulder either. Number four, legal advice. Listen up. LegalZoom isn't a law firm, but they have a network of top independent attorneys licensed in all 50 states. You won't be charged these confiscatory hourly rates. And they can review contracts, help with employment laws, and advise you on many of the hurdles that pop up when you're running a business. And finally, number five, no surprises. LegalZoom provides complete transparency with upfront pricing, customer reviews, and a satisfaction guarantee. Check out LegalZoom today to see how they can make life better for you and your business. And don't forget to enter Levin, L-E-V-I-N, at checkout to save even more. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. LegalZoom.com. Enter promo code LEVIN. Shouldn't everybody know how to spell Levin by now? I would think so. Wally, Las Vegas, Nevada, the great K-Dawn, K-D-W-N, go. 
Hi, Mark. Hey, Wally. Thank you very much for taking the call. Thank you, Mr. Producer. Uh, my sincere condolences to you. Thank um, you. Talk about Netanyahu. I've seen this this guy on TV, and I've heard him on the radio. He seems like the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. He's so pro-Israel. <clears throat> you I mean Netanyahu? Because the left puts party before country, and this is what they do. It's like their uh, their ancestors, the Communist Party. They put their party before the country because that way they can advance their agenda, the utopian agenda. And their utopian agenda requires that people like Trump and Netanyahu and you and me get out of the way. And if we won't get out of the way, we need to be forcibly pushed out of the way. And so now they unleash the so-called criminal justice system, uh, system against both of these men. Really, it's the Democrat Party putting pressure on Rod Rosenstein that resulted in the appointment of a special counsel. That's what happened. There was no basis for a special counsel whatsoever. And it's the left in Israel that has secreted itself into the police forces there. This is true. And into the attorney general's office, pressuring this attorney general who is weak, cowardly, and not particularly bright, not only to bring charges against the prime minister, to bring a charge against his wife, and to bring charges against the prime minister six weeks before the election there. Six weeks before the election. For the purpose of defeating him. It's pretty damn outrageous. He doesn't seem like he has a, a bad bone in his body. Is it any is it a possibility, because he's friends with Trump, that this is happening? It could be. Could be, although the left over there doesn't need an excuse. They're as crazy as the left in this country, really. Absolutely nuts. Wally, thanks for your service as a cop. We appreciate it. And I could hear the Chicago accent, couldn't you? Suzanne, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the great WTRW, the purported home originally of Joe Biden. You must be proud of that. Do you have a statue of Joe on your front lawn? Please don't remind me. And when Hillary used to show up in town, it used to make me sick. Can't blame um, you. Anyway, I just wanted to point this out. I I didn't hear it yet. Um, I, I got up in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep, turned the TV on, and there's Trump doing his press conference. And what I, w- I was amazed. I enjoyed watching it because, number one, there were reporters from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And they were so respectful and so right on target. They didn't move off into the weeds. They were talking about the, the subject that was being discussed. And they were all... So I said to myself, this is what journalism used to look like mm-hmm. in our country. You're right. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Well, I appreciate your call. And ladies and gentlemen, Jim Acosta, who is basically a circus clown and has a pecuniary interest in attacking the president because now he's writing a book. Uh, he's CNN star, which you would imagine he's CNN star because he's in many ways a porno star. He, I should start calling him Stormy Acosta. What do you think about that, Rich? So Stormy Jim Acosta was on CNN today, and he was complaining that the president didn't pick him or others from the White House press corps uh, to ask questions during the course of today's press conference. Turns out he did pick two reporters from the White House press corps, but I could care less if he picks a reporter from the White House press corps. The point is to re- pick reporters who are actually going to be asking legitimate questions and waiting for an answer, which is the job of a reporter. So here he is, whining like a stuck liberal. Cut seven, go. 
Well, first of all, Christian, I think we have to point out the obvious, which is yeah, the president yeah. steered clear uh, largely during this news conference uh, of the White House press. So, so for Acosta, it's about him and his colleagues who hate the president. So here the president is. He's in Vietnam. He's trying to work things out with the North Koreans. And for Jim Acosta, the top story is Jim Acosta. This is a very, very sick man, very unstable, which is why he's attracted to media. And when you think about it, ladies and gentlemen, you need absolutely no substantive experiential credentials to be a reporter. None. And yet you have one of the most powerful jobs in the country. There's a real disconnect there, if you ask me. Go ahead. Instead, uh, selecting uh, journalists at random uh, from the other side of the room where there were foreign journalists uh, seated. He didn't even know who he was calling on uh, at times. He was calling so on uh, reporters from Russian uh, state media, Chinese state media, uh, Sean Hannity from Fox, uh, and, and largely just uh, avoiding So he didn't it. call on CNN from Democrat Party state media. Is that the problem? He's upset, ladies and gentlemen, that the president didn't call on the Democrat Party state media. Well, you know what they say, Jim. Shove it, you little you-know-what. I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, um, on Saturday, Saturday morning, I will be at CPAC outside of Washington, D.C. in Maryland, and I'm going to be interviewed by a great interviewer. May I, may I say that she's beautiful? Am I allowed to say that about a woman, Mr. Producer? Happens to be my wife. So she will be... Uh, interviewing me we did this last year and people enjoyed this because of her not so much me um i don't remember the exact time but it's in the morning and about an hour or two later the president of the united states is going to be there Ten fifteen, mr producer thinks Ten fifteen to like ten forty, ten forty-five. i think the president comes around eleven thirty. 
So I'm the opening act in some ways for the President of the United States. Not really. But uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. CPAC is very good. Also, I want to remind you about Sunday night. We don't get all the hot promos on Fox that a lot of the other shows get because we're on at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific. So they just figure whatever ratings we get are fine by them. Let me tell you, we get good numbers with very little promotion. Except when I come on the air here or go to my social sites. We have a really fascinating guest who is going to become more and more well-known and should be. And his name is Brandon Strock. It's spelled Straka. People have been calling him Straka, but his name is Strock. S-T-R-A-K-A. You can check it out. Actually had to videotape, videotape, tape this interview, given the weekend. And it is an amazing interview with this gentleman. And he voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016. He, he was a liberal, and he's gay. And he now rejects liberalism, rejects the Democrat Party. And his, his trip from the dark side to the light side um, was actually fairly quick. But he talks about the events and the things that occurred that, that really flipped the switch in his head. And I wanted the whole country to hear this. It is really going to be a fascinating interview. I know it's not Ivanka. I know it's, it's not the president. We'll get them one day. But I'm saying this. This gentleman, Brandon Strzok, who started the walkaway movement and the walkaway campaign, is really fascinating. He's really fascinating. So I want to strongly encourage you to watch it. 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. Life, Liberty, and Levin. Remember, I'm only going to do this show as long as you're interested in it. Because I got plenty to do. I'm only going to do this show as long as you're interested in it. I know it's late, but you can DVR it or whatever you wish. Uh, But this is really a very, very special program because of Brandon Strzok and the walkaway movement. As I say, you can Google this, get some background if you care. But uh, he he is fascinating. And, And as I say, the reason that he left the Democrat Party and recently is really very compelling and give us some insight, those of us who are conservatives, into what works and what doesn't work in terms of appealing to people. Uh, Did you know that Michael Cohen, pretty much right before the feds stormed his office and took documents away and so forth, had a book proposal out there? Did you know that, Rich? And in that book proposal, he's praising Donald Trump, slobbering all over Donald Trump. This guy is a con artist, this Michael Cohen. He figures he'll go to prison. He wants to come out and be the next John Dean, who was another con artist. Uh, He wants TV. He wants to do a book. You know, he's got his plan set on how he's going to rehabilitate himself. He knows how to do it. Trash the president, trash conservatives, trash Republicans, become part of the uh, media industrial complex, get a paid gig on uh, MSLSD or the Constipated News Network. As I say, write a book, earn all your money back. He's all set. But maybe somebody can explain something to me. How is it that he gets three years and Manafort's supposed to do hard labor for 50? 
And the reason is the last three days. You've seen Cohen the last three days. He is a puppet of Lanny Davis and the Hillary Clinton team. And so he gets a break. Mueller hasn't done any of that. And unfortunately for Mueller, he's in front of a left-wing judge who was appointed by Obama. And she has been killing him and been rewarding the prosecution virtually at every turn. And it's hard to get these cases reversed on appeal unless there's a serious error at the district court level. It's not enough to say, you know, we disagree with how she ruled. There's got to be some legal basis for it. So she's having a hell of a time, you know, pounding uh, Mueller. This guy T.S. Ellis in Virginia, I don't consider him particularly bright. We'll see what he does, too. You're going to throw the book at him? Be rather incredible, wouldn't it? Weissman and all the rest? I certainly hope not. Now, as for the president and uh, North Korea, as for the president of North Korea, what's happening now, including some on TV and radio, they're saying that the president really doesn't know what he's doing and had a big fail now with uh, the inbred from North Korea. That's not right in the least. That's not right in the least. This president didn't cut any deal with North Korea, like every past president, Republican and Democrat. He has cut no deals, none. We've got a significant military presence off that peninsula today as I speak. He has heavy-duty sanctions in place on that country. He's not agreed to lift them. In other words, he hasn't given an inch. And he won't give an inch unless North Korea gives a foot. And North Korea tried to play him today. So it's obvious he said, you know what, guys, thanks, I'll get lunch somewhere else. And he left. Exactly what he should have done. Exactly what Reagan did with Gorbachev. He didn't send in toadies to come up with fake deals. You know, like this uh, Richardson, remember him, to send him in or others. Fake deals with peace on our time. Trump hasn't done any of that. Like these other North Korean deals. Like the Paris climate change deal. Like the Iran deal. There is no deal. He left. So he can't win. If he had made some kind of deal, they would have called him a sellout. If he didn't meet with Kim, they would have said that he doesn't understand diplomacy. If he sent some munchkin in there to cut a deal, they would say, what, he doesn't have the guts to meet with Kim? And he walks away like he should have, and now they say, oh, he's a loser. He got nothing. He walked away. It's ridiculous. He doesn't know what he's doing in North Korea. I would say knows exactly what he's doing with North Korea. Trump wants to make sure that when he leaves the presidency that he did everything possible, everything possible to address the problem North Korea that he inherited from his, his predecessors, particularly Obama, including speaking directly to the dictator. That's exactly what he did. There was no harm done. Everybody said there'd be harm done. There was no harm done. If there's no progress, there was never going to be any progress. So he gave it his best. And now we're supposed to attack him. He doesn't know what he's doing. Right. 
Every jerk on radio and TV that's never done a damn thing, they know what they're doing. But Trump somehow is a moron. Trump somehow doesn't know anything. I'd say that's ridiculous. Trump's the first president in modern times to put China in its place. And China's hurting economically as a result of what Trump's doing. Trump has to deal with Congress that won't provide the kinds of weapon systems and other things that we need in this country. So he's dealing with the fifth column in the United States while he's dealing with a real enemy overseas. He's sending our our Navy ships through the Taiwan Straits. He's sending them through the South China Sea. China's objecting, but he's still challenging them. Russia's furious. Putin even has his uh, mouthpieces in Russia TV, much like CNN and MSNBC. Uh, he has his mouthpieces out there talking about what areas they're going to target with nuclear, with nuclear missiles, if it comes to that. Now, why is Putin doing that? Because Trump's not taking any crap from Russia either. He's helped arm the Ukrainians. Obama didn't do that. He didn't, Obama didn't do that. Now we know that our cyber guys interfered with their cyber guys when their cyber guys were trying to interfere with our midterm elections. That's what Trump did. What did Obama do when the Russians were interfering with our elections? Nothing. Nothing effective. What did these clueless mental patients, Brennan and Clapper, what did they do? Nothing effective. But Trump did something, it now turns out. Effective. He wants to create a space force. Because China already has a space force. Russia already has a space force. Iran and North Korea are building space forces. So far, no action in Congress. None. And so we have the backbiters, the chihuahuas, biting at the heels of the president, so-called Republicans, so-called conservatives, among others. What a loser. He doesn't know what he's doing in North Korea. He knows exactly what he's doing in North Korea. It's the same with the wall. They attack him. This idiot, Lamar Alexander, he's been in Congress since Daniel Webster. He's done nothing effective, this guy, Lamar Alexander, or Tillis, another idiot, and there's others. The president went to the brink on the wall. He fought it out with Congress as best you can as president of the United States. They shut down Congress. They shut down the government, part of it. He brings them back for another couple of weeks. They come up with crap. He says, all right, I'll take that, and then I'm going to build on that. I'm going to use your National Emergencies Act that you and Congress passed, and I'm going to use the funding that's available to me at the Department of Defense and other areas, and I'm going to use that, and I'm going to build the fence. I'm going to build a wall. Oh, my God, what a dictator. Oh, oh my God, he's out of his mind. No, he's not. He's doing exactly the right thing. Exactly the right thing. And yet he's attacked, including from the so-called right. I'll be right back. Lovin. David Cicilline is a moron who uh, was elected. The Congress from Rhode Island. Man, oh man. You know what they are? They really ought to pad the place and just call it a mental institution. And after Michael Cohen's testimony, here's what this fool had to say. Go ahead. 
Well, I think, you know, everyone wants to be careful that we, we recognize you have one occasion to proceed with impeachment, and we ought to do it when we've gathered uh, all of the evidence that would support it. And I think it's, you know, people want to be sure they don't appear as if they've prejudged it in some way. If you're asking me today if it seems more likely that the president could be removed from office based on what we know, uh, is it more likely today than it was on Tuesday? I think the answer to that is yes. Remove for what, you fool? You clown? You Democrat hack? who hates America and hates our Constitution, just like various media sites out there like Media Matters and Mediaite with their endless propaganda. You're going to impeach the president based on what, you fool? You're going to have tens of millions of people in this country who you're going to energize with a fury you've never seen before. The Democrats will be wiped. I I predict this. If they try to impeach the president, the Democrats will be wiped out in historic numbers in the House of Representatives. That's what I predict. And they want to do a picket's charge because the Senate's not going to convict. Then let them do a picket's charge. Let them do a picket's charge. And I hope this jerk is leading the pack. I really do. Go ahead. He's done already? The jerk is done already? Then we have Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd pretends to be in the news business. Chuck Todd is a Democrat hack, just like his wife. That's right, Chuck. Why don't you admit to the country who you socialize with, what your ideology is? You're not fooling anybody. You're fully out of the closet. You're a slobbering leftist. Oh, meet the press and the chief political correspondent for NBC. Shame on them. And a metal midget to boot. So they had this hearing with Cohen yesterday. And you know what Chuck Todd thought about it? Cut 10, go. Well, the fact of the matter is this is the first unofficial hearing of the impeachment process. Whether you want to call it that or not, that's what history is going to show this. Oh, thank you, Nostradamus. That's what history is going to show us, that this was the official first impeachment process hearing. No, it wasn't. They happen every Sunday on your stupid Meet the Depress show. That's the first impeachment hearing every, every Sunday, Chuck, where the people sit around and pretend they're smart and they look serious, when in fact they're dopey. We miss the good old days of Lawrence Spivak. We really do. Yes, this is the first impeachment hearing process, whether you want to call it. That's what history is going to show. Ooh. So the impeachment process, the lead witness was Michael Cohen. What next? You're going to drag in John Dean? And let me, let me tell you, what did Michael Cohen said that's impeachment worthy, you fool? Anyway, they move on to this guy on MSLSD on the morning schmo called Donnie Deutsch. Now, who is this little, who is this Donnie Deutsch? That he's so smart that the whole world has... Well, actually, 12 people watch that damn show, and half of them are North Korean generals. But Donnie Deutsch, aren't we all sitting on the edge of our chair to listen to Donnie Deutsch? You little creep. Very creepy, you jerk. Come on there, Mr. Tough Guy, and call millions of people neo-Nazis or Nazis, you tough little shrimp. Let's hear what he had to say. Cut 11, go. I'll tell you what, what Cohen did say, and I, it, it's really yeah, yeah. important. What, what's uh, this that? is, I think, one of the most important things in his All right, quotes. stop, everybody. 
Hold your breath. Donnie Deutsch is speaking, or Double D, we like to call him. Double D is speaking. The Deutscher. You know that what that word, his name rhymes with, right, Mr. Producer? But I shall not use it. Go ahead. I've said the people that know Trump will understand this. When he said Trump will not leave office in a transit, yes. in a normal, peaceful. I, By said, the way, the one in back. Yes. Like a, uh, a latter day uh, Ed McMahon. Yes. Yes. That's Mika. Go ahead. You have to understand something. Let's, yes. He did it in the last election. When he thought What's he was going to lose, he was teeing it up for a few days. I mean, What's it's that? easy to forget that now. If impeachment starts to happen, yeah, even if yeah, he loses yeah. an election, yes. whatever in a movie you think this guy is capable of doing yeah, to yeah, create yeah. a civil war, he what? would... I know that's... I'm not speaking in hyperbole. No, 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 you and are. Fact, you're speaking like you're a complete jackass. Good job, MSNBC and NBC. Keep dragging this clown across your screen. And that Civil War, uh, uh, cable of the president. I'm not hyperbole. I'm not speaking hyperbole here. I'm really not. I'll be back. Mark Levin, speaking to the four out of five Americans who are literate. At 877-381-3811. Donnie Deutsch. Oh, that Donnie Deutsch. Let's all wait to hear what he has to say. And that Chuck Todd, man, has there ever been a better anchor than that Chuck Todd? I don't think so. They're all a bunch of game show hosts, really. There's one thing we've seen over the past few weeks. It's that we can't let the media run unchecked. Never been a more important time for shows like Levin TV and our network at Blaze TV to expose and fight back against media malpractice. Now, if you're watching Levin TV for a while now, and I hope you've been, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We start our fourth year in one week, our fourth year. And you've seen the way we're able to cover stories that the liberal mainstream media refuses to cover. That's why you need to get Blaze TV, our full network of over 30 programs, including Levin TV. And we've made this affordable, even for my uh, listeners who are on fixed incomes, you can get the entire year of the entire network for just $7.50 a month when you use promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. For a limited time, you can go to blazetv.com slash LEVIN, blazetv.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and start a free trial for the whole network with no commitment and no risk. Again, that's blazetv.com slash LEVIN, or give us a call at 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. And you'll never miss an episode of Levin-TV, and you'll never miss the stories that are being covered, that aren't being covered, by the liberal kook media. I really hope you'll try us out. Alan, Woodbridge, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Hi, Mark. I really love the show. Um, So I'm a a conservative, you know, Catholic here in the northern Virginia area. Can you prove it, sir? Uh, with five little kids, and uh, can you can you prove that, sir? Um, if you like me to. Um, Go ahead. My point. My point is, is uh, actually, I am a grocery store manager, and I've had the chance to actually serve your lovely life, uh, wife Julie. All right, don't tell everybody everything. All right, thank you. She is lovely, though, isn't she? She is. She was great. Um, yes. It was a pleasure to meet her. And when I heard her listening to your radio program on her cell phone in the grocery <laughs> store, I had to stop her and just uh, comment uh, how great that was. But, thank uh, you. Thank you. 
So I've been listening to other conservative radio programs, especially yes. like the Ben Shapiro show. And their point was, wow, it was so great that Trump pulled out of that meeting and how, wonder, uh, how correct that was. The optics of the whole thing about, you know, uh, schmoozing with Kim Jong-un um, was a bit demeaning to the office of the president. And I just wanted to get your take on, um, you know, that perception. While it was good to pull out, it was bad to be so involved. Op- with optics for whom? Optics for whom? Uh, For the presidency of the United States. So when George Uh, W. Bush was slobbering all over Putin, that was bad optics. I I don't think it hurt the president. I didn't hear Ben, so I'm not really responding to him. But I I don't think it was bad optics or bad anything whatsoever. The United States lost nothing. That guy was shooting nuclear missiles all over the place. People don't seem to remember this. He was threatening Guam, threatening the West Coast of the United States, and this president stepped in. And he didn't want to delegate it to anybody. He wanted to try and handle it himself. And uh, I have no problem with that. We've had presidents who've met with uh, dictators before. Reagan met with uh, Gorbachev. We didn't know what we were going to get from Gorbachev. Nixon met with Mao, who only slaughtered about 60 million people. FDR met with Stalin, who only slaughtered about 60 million people. Uh, I don't think what Trump did here was particularly extraordinary when you look at the uh, history, and that's why it's important to understand history and look at history rather than have such a hate on for Trump like these never-Trumpers do that, you know, look look at this. He didn't do this. It's good he pulled out, but he really doesn't know what he's doing and blah, blah, blah. I'm watching this on TV now. That's not correct. That's absolutely not correct. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's the one that put the military off that peninsula. He's the one that put economic sanctions in place. He's the one that tried to negotiate some kind of denuclearization. You know, it was under Clinton and others that the uh, North Koreans got nukes. He didn't give them the food that they wanted, the uh, the energy they wanted, the the, uh, the know-how that they wanted, unless they were going to go in a significant direction in terms of, uh, of denuclearization. So what? He was with them. We've seen that many, many times throughout history. So I disagree strongly. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. I think um, it's more just the uh, the tone he uses with with him about being, you know, his friend and a great relationship. That that the differentiates his meetings with Kim Jong Un with other meetings of other dictators in the past. What that they get along great and they can, he considers him a friend. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's it. Doesn't get me all worked up. To be perfectly honest with you, to me, it's what the actions are. The actions have been correct to this president. And now he's got a problem. He's got a problem he inherited. Now what do we do? <clears throat> and he and his guys and gals have to figure it out. It's a pretty tough job. That's why I don't sit here with no with serious significance saying, you know, I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't do that. No, you wouldn't because you're not. Yeah. No, you're right. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Let us continue. And by the way, what is with this guy's haircut? This, this, this goon from... Uh, Dump that, Mr. Producer. This uh, this jerk from North Korea, what is with his haircut? I mean, that's not in anywhere, is it? That's that's not cool anywhere, is it, Mr. Producer? No. I can't think of a single society in which that haircut is cool. And he's fat and slovenly, can barely walk. Maybe he doesn't have long for this world anyway. Maybe the good Lord will riff him. Uh, maybe he'll have a heart attack. I'm not encouraging this, although I wouldn't be upset by it. All right, let's go to Stacy, Summerfield, North Carolina, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Hi, Mark. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good. Um, 
I'm calling because there was a caller a few few callers ago talking about the college um, the college environment where right indoctrination and, right and I am a high school teacher mm-hmm. and I can say with experience that it is happening in our high schools as well sad uh, yes it's very sad they're not held accountable at all and they are getting something for nothing. Mm-hmm. which is very much similar to the society of the AOC who, <clears throat> you know, thinks that everything should be free. Mm-hmm. So I just thought I would share that with you. My daughter and I, who's, she's 10, we listen to you almost every single night. So Thank we you. appreciate everything that you do. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, yeah, thank And you. I appreciate you being in that classroom and, and doing everything you can do, too. Thank right. you, Stacy. Yeah, I know. If you look at, look at the National Education Association, what a joke. Hardcore left wing. Notice they'll never investigate them. They'll never apply any trust laws to them. Ever. The left, I mean, if you're a leftist, if you're supported by the left, I mean, you have it You have it pretty good. You really do. Kendrick, Charlotte, North Carolina, XM Satellite. Go. Mark, you're my hero. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, sir. Uh, your uh, grocery guy from uh, Virginia took a little bit of my thunder, but I was going to point out that these... Democrats are all getting all over the president because he didn't come back with a deal. And it's better not to make a deal than to make a bad deal. But nobody's, well, not nobody, but hardly anybody's bringing up that he's trying to put out a fire that they started Mm -hmm. when Clinton gave him the nukes. And he's not going around the world like Obama did and bound to every dictator and despot that turns around and stabs us in the back. That's absolutely right. I don't understand why... I, well, I do understand, in my humble opinion. Party first, baby. Well, That's where they're coming from. They want the president. They actually want the president to fail. They want him to fail more than they want the country. It's just like Yankees fans and Red Sox fans. The Red Sox fans hate the Yankees more than they love their own Red Sox. And Well, I can't speak the, to that. But anyway, thank you, sir. I want to take this call coming in, uh, Mr. Call Screener. Eli from Tel Aviv, Israel. Eli, how are you, sir? Eli, how are you? Yes. How are You're you? on, baby. Okay, so uh, very quickly about the Netanyahu case. You and I spoke uh, about a year or so ago, and right. uh, as you know, I told you then, the entire justice system in Israel is still infiltrated after all these years with the left-wing uh, operatives from you know uh, previous uh, socialist left-wing governments. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what you have in Washington. Tell me about this attorney general. Do you know anything about him? He looks like a real nebbish. No, this attorney general was, you know, he was picked by the Netanyahu government. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, it turned out to be he, I would compare him very similar to, uh, you know, to Rod Rosenstein. Very, very similar. This is a guy who was pressured by the establishment, by the elites, in the courts and in the justice system. And, you know, the court system here worships a man named Aaron Barak, who's our equivalent of uh, RBG. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's something of a cult figure, very, you know, an activist. He was the president of the Supreme Court, very activist. And uh, this is this is the problem. It's... <laughs> It, it, it's a shame that Netanyahu wasn't able to purge the Justice Department 
the way he needed to uh, when the time was when the time was right. It's very hard to do these things when these people are dug into the civil service. It's very hard, and we hear this all the time. How come Trump doesn't do anything about his own Justice Department? How come he can't control <laughs> the prosecutors? Because, as you know this, because 100 years ago they created the civil service system. And on top of that, John Kennedy unionized the civil service. So to remove somebody, uh, really re- one person would, would result in uh, protracted lit- litigation uh, starting in the Merit Protection Board and then working its way through the federal courts. It's really difficult to do. It's exactly the same in Israel. It's unionized. It's protectionist. And it's near impossible to remove. So tell me this. I understand it's a tight race. I understand, you know, Likud's a little behind, but... Look, the latest latest numbers I look at, and it's all about the numbers, as you know, the right-wing bloc, as we call it, because it's a parliamentary system, the right-wing bloc still has uh, a slight majority, and they should be able to put together a government. And he's not required by law to step down. Mm-hmm. How about the other side? I know there's many sides, but uh, I forget the guy. What's the guy's name? Gantz or something or other? The other guy is Gantz. He's got three other generals, and he has a, a, another journalist uh, <laughs> who's uh, you know uh, putting it all together. And they, you know they're attracting people who uh, you know have. Uh, Netanyahu derangement syndrome, let's call it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. All right, my friend Eli, excellent call. We appreciate it. Let's see, it's almost 9 o'clock here, so in Israel, it's like 4 in the morning there, a little before 4. He reminds me of me. When I was younger, I would listen to talk radio, and I would actually try and listen to stations overseas and so forth, or in other cities late into the night, early into the morning, where you can pick up the reception best if they're on AM or some other band. I'll be right back. There's that Tussie Gabbard on TV. No great fan of hers. If you owe the IRS... <laughs> Did you catch that, Mr. Producer? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. If you owe the IRS back taxes, you're no stranger to anxiety. And it's justified because the IRS can take your paycheck, bank accounts, even your home or business. Now, here's your lifeline. Optima Tax Relief. Optima knows that tax problems can affect anyone. Contractors, truckers, small business owners, teachers, you name it. Now, Optima knows that behind every tax problem are families with paychecks, savings, and homes that need to be protected. But Optima can't help you if you don't help yourself. Now, what do we mean by that? you got to call them. Imagine, no more demand letters, no more threatening calls, and no agent showing up at your home or your office. Now, take a deep breath and relax. Optima's got your back. Optima has resolved over a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients. They're experts in IRS Fresh Start Initiative, and they're the folks I trust to end your IRS nightmare. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free, confidential consultation. Call 800-499-6300, 800-499-6300. That's 800-499-6300. Charles, Manchester, New Hampshire, Sirius Satellite. How are you, Charles? 
Very good, sir. Thank you for taking my call so quick. I'm uh, yep. I'm out of work in the streets right now, but I that's why to I took you. Um, listen, the one thing I'm not hearing, and we and thank you for doing what you do, is the the voices of the silent majority have to become unsilent. We have let them divide us as they divide their own voters and turn us into one issue people, and. If, as long as we're that, we are not going to support Trump or the rest of the ticket, and mm-hmm. we're going to get buried by these people. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate everything you do, the support of law enforcement you give us and all that stuff. Thank you so much. Um, you're right on target. I mean, FDR was a lapdog to Stalin during World War II, and people need to know the history. But we also have to take stock of where we are and what we're doing because I per, I personally don't feel the party is doing the work to win these elections. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'll let you go, sir, and thank you and God bless. Thank you. Good points. Be safe out there, my friend. Rodwan, Germantown, Maryland, the great WMAL. Go right ahead, sir. Are you Levin? Mr. Levin? Yes, sir. Okay, sir. You're always giving lectures to people. I'm a liberal, Obama. Trump is a stupid ass. He shouldn't be president. That's for, for what they keep. He's asleep. Where, where, where are you from, sir? From, from Germantown, Maryland. No, no, where are you from before you came to Germantown? Sir, sir, pay attention. It's not hard. Where are you from before you came to Germantown? I'll give you a lecture. You pay attention. I'm going to ask you one more time, pal. I asked you what country are you from? I told you from Lebanon. Get off my phone, you jerk. Call our president dumb. You can disagree with them, but you come into this country, you show some respect. Did he say where he was from, Rich? Germantown, Maryland? Oh, Lebanon. Oh, I'm sorry, Lebanon. Your president's stupid, your president's this. I don't have to take that crap. He can can go over to MSNBC and CNN. You jerk. Let's go to Mark. Columbia, Indiana, Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead, sir. How you doing, Mr. Levin? Thank well, you I was fine till that jerk called up. You, you know what? It's really hard to follow that, but uh, but I'm going to try. Um, I just want you to know that uh, I'm a teacher and a veteran, and there are people like us out there doing everything we can to stand against the tide um, that is being given to these kids. But I get them at sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and it's it's already in their brains there. Mm. So, I mean, I, I do it every day. I fight it every day. I'm in a small school where three of the 11 teachers were all retired military. So we do what we can to, to give them the true words and the right words. Um, but I see it at work, and I see it with my kids who, you know, my youngest son went to college and graduated, and then, and now I'm, you know, trying to fight the liberal out of him there, too. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what the fix is. I, I don't know what to do except for... You know, to to put another finger in the in in the dike and and try to hold the water back. I'm I'm with you, and I want to thank you. I want to thank you for what you're doing, sir. You know, both in the Air Force and now, you know what I I I do this because um, I love to serve, and now I love to try to impact the kids. Well, and you're right. Good job. Good job, Jack, Pueblo, Colorado, the great KVOR. Go right ahead. Uh, Mark, thank you for how you uh, highlight every day 
uh, how these folks uh, attempt to sabotage and undermine our country at every turn. It's, it's much appreciated. The, the revelations help us all. Thank you, my friend. We have to go. Where I disagree with the president were his comments about Otto Warm, warm Beer. I just think I don't agree with his comments at all in that regard. I salute all you heroes out there. Thank you very much for listening. Guess what? I'll be right here tomorrow. Don't miss it. Have a great night. God bless.